I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. It's 7 o'clock on Utah's Morning News. Good morning, I'm Tim Hughes. And I'm Amanda Dixon. KSL's top story on the 7 o'clock report. It's a developing story. A man died overnight after being shot by officers following a traffic stop in Farmington near the post office. KSL News Radio's Adam Small has been gathering the latest information and joins us live. Adam? Amanda, the driver initially pulled over before those shots rang out, died at the hospital he was transported to. Farmington police have identified that man this morning as 25-year-old Chase Allen. Farmington police chief Eric Johnson says 20% of their officers are now on leave in the wake of the shooting. It's impactful. You know, we, we, we wake up, we come to work to do a job, and this is not a part of the job that we look forward to. It's, it's emotionally impactful to all of us, whether we were part of this or not. Police are saying Allen was not complying with officers' commands to exit his vehicle, and during an attempt to get him out, that's when shots were fired. Johnson says they're still investigating, but based on how he trains and knows his officers, he says he believes they were in fear for their lives. Reporting live in Davis County, Adam Small, KSL News Radio. We're getting a look at just how many assaults against corrections officers have been reported at the new prison. Almost two dozen assaults against officers have been reported at the new Utah State Prison since it opened. That's according to a KSL TV public records request. Chad Benyon with the Utah Fraternal Order of Police says the assaults highlight several issues with the new prison. We need to solve these problems, and right now if we we can't get that type of funding necessary, we're probably going to see more of a deficit with people retiring and leaving because of the safety concerns. Today, a legislative committee will announce how much funding the Department of Corrections will get, which could lead to beefed up staffing and security. Kate Davis, KSL News Radio. KSL's top national stories this hour. The White House knows there was a lot of fraud using COVID relief funds in the last few years. Now it is asking Congress for more money to investigate that fraud. The Biden administration will ask Congress for more than a half billion dollars for a Justice Department strike force and an oversight committee that's already recovered a lot of money that should not have gone out to some Americans during the pandemic. It also wants money to help people hurt by the pandemic fraud, including unemployment insurance companies. The president will need Republican support for the extra millions in order to recover billions in COVID fraud. ABC's Andy Field reporting from Washington. An airport security scare investigation continues in Pennsylvania after a man reportedly checked a bag with an explosive device inside. Investigators say the device was detected during routine screening on luggage belonging to Mark Muffley. Muffley was paged to come to the security desk, but instead he left the airport. He was arrested a short time later at home. The investigation into his background is ongoing. Local police, though, apparently knew about Muffley already. It's unclear why. So far, there are no obvious links to terrorism in this case. ABC's Morgan Norwood reporting. Seven passengers were taken to the hospital after severe turbulence on board a Lufthansa flight from Austin, Texas to Frankfurt, Germany. Passenger Susan Zimmerman says items were tossed all over the cabin. It was kind of like you're in slow motion that you just see everything like like in a movie where you just see everything lift 
And then all of a sudden it just comes right back down. The flight was diverted to Dulles Airport outside Washington, D.C. Speaking of flying, Delta has reached a new contract with their pilots, which includes a massive 34% pay raise over the next four years. The deal comes at a time when it's been very costly to buy airline tickets due to higher fuel costs and demand. Atlanta-based Delta is the first of the large U.S. carriers to strike a deal with pilots, as American Southwest and United's pilots' unions are still negotiating. But the Delta deal could now set the bar. That's John Trout reporting. Crews are working to dig out Snowden residents throughout the mountain areas of California. The governor now activating the National Guard, declaring an emergency in 13 counties. Nearly 12 feet piled up in the Sierra Nevada mountains in the past week, making it the snowiest four-month period since 1970. Yosemite National Park closed with 15 feet of snow. ABC's Andrea Fujii reporting. Yosemite is closed indefinitely because parts of the park buried under 15 feet of the white stuff. Still no word on an estimated reopening date. The park says crews are working hard to restore critical services to visitors who want to come back to the park. A scary situation in Idaho. Heavy snow caused the roof of the Blue Moon Bar in Lava Hot Springs to collapse and trapped two people inside. Rescuers were able to get them both out. One of them went to the hospital with minor injuries. First responders also evacuated the neighboring apartments to be safe. Time for first look traffic on the 7 o'clock report. Andy looks like freeway speeds in Murray. Finally, return to the speed limit as you go up through Murray on North 15. And right now, only a tiny bit of delay as you make the transition from I-15 onto Legacy, where a crash is blocking one of the two lanes on that ramp. And uh, the rest of the freeways looking really good at this time. I'm Andy Farnsworth in the KSL Traffic Center. There is a brand new Olympic training facility here in the state. Salt Lake City, Utah Committee for the Games CEO Fraser Bullock says the Spencer Eccles Olympic Mountain Center is now the place for Team USA Olympians to train and practice for alpine and freestyle skiing. It's really exciting to think that the kids skiing on this hill now will be part of the Olympic Games and part of Team USA in the future. KSL TV reports the facility will also become a venue if the Olympics come back to Utah. Zion National Park is closing some of its climbing routes uh, due to nesting birds. Twelve areas in the park, including Angel's Landing, are off-limits to rock climbers to protect nesting peregrine falcons and California condors. The closures mostly just impact rock climbers, and most of the hiking trails are still open. A full list is on the park's website. A man is in the hospital this morning after being hit by a car that apparently was running from police. The UPD says officers were chasing the 21-year-old driver when he turned in front of another car, causing a crash. The car then spun and hit the 67-year-old man on the side of the street. Yes, some breaking news this hour. New weekly unemployment numbers from the government are out this morning. The numbers are down for the third straight week. That's good news for American workers, but potentially bad news in the fight against inflation by the feds, uh, which has been ratcheting, of course, up its uh, benchmark interest rate for a year in an effort to cool the economy. Diplomats in Beijing are talking about China's peace plan to end the violence in Ukraine. Belarus President Lukashenko, Putin's closest ally, met with President Xi in Beijing. There are growing fears that China may seek to arm Russia. The two men touted China's 12-point plan for peace, a proposal which doesn't say Russian troops should leave Ukraine. Putin is preparing to host Xi in Moscow this spring. ABC News foreign correspondent James Longman reporting from Ukraine. Anger in Greece over a deadly train crash that left dozens of people dead. 
protests erupting in Greece. Many arguing government agencies should be doing more to ensure rail passenger safety. This comes after a passenger train crashed into a freight train. Emergency personnel still looking for survivors, combing through the remains of carriages that derailed and then caught fire. Officials are blaming the crash on a human error. In Esdala Quatera, ABC News, at the Foreign Desk. Utah has created an amusement ride safety committee that will establish safety standards for amusement rides in the state. Details from KSL News Radio's Alessandra Harris. This safety committee will perform annual in-person inspections for amusement rides, require at least one safety check per ride per day, and require permits for owner-operated rides. Lagoon is the only large-scale amusement park in Utah, and its spokesperson, Adam Leishman, says this new committee doesn't affect them too much. As far as Lagoon's concerned, the only thing that changes for us is uh, the permit. Safety procedures at Lagoon are already extensive, including rehab and refurbishment in the winter and three safety checks every day before the park opens. The new state-run committee will likely affect mobile rides and fairgrounds the most. I'm Alessandra Harris, KSL News Radio. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts.